his, his sister Dawn is um is poorly with COVID. Oh, yeah, she has been for a few weeks. I mean, to be mm. honest, most of that side of the family has gone down with it because um, mm. I only found out um was it two days ago, or no, it might have even been yesterday. Mm. Um, because my my niece tested positive on Tuesday, and on Thursday, no. No, sorry, I found out on Tuesday that she had tested positive. And by the end of the week, she was back to school. I'm like, what the actual? Mm. And it's like, no, no, that's the policy now. If you're, like, three days, if you're under 18, Mm. and you back and spread it around as much as possible. Yeah. Um, But (laughs) you will get me ranting very much like I did last night. Um, Mm. (laughs) Dom has already had to put up with me <laughs> ranting about all this. Mm. So, um, yeah. yeah. Hi, Dom. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello. We've Tom started recording. Up. We've started recording. <laughs> yeah. mm, yeah. How's everyone's <laughs> new, dinner? New, new policy, Dom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, so, I, I like it. I figured, like, where three or more are gathered, recording starts. Hmm. I think it's uh, a good idea. I think it's a uh, good idea. Because it, it means that we don't get this awkward dead space when I go. Uh, w- sorry, when Stu goes, we're now recording, and we all just forget how to speak for five minutes. Well, yeah. that, 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 that was the policy when uh, when Stu used to work for the East German Stasi. So, yeah, he's getting reel to reel tape recorder going. <laughs> we have ways of making you silent. Um, yeah, I I have a, a question uh, hmm. for all three of you because mm-hmm. I was reminded. Uh, earlier today of an old nickname that I used to have when I was at university. Mm. Uh, when I was at uni the first time, in fact. Uh, so it's a very old nickname. Um, what, throughout your lives, have you ever had a nickname that you really liked and you miss having? I, I, I was never really cool enough to have a nickname. Um, aside from ones that I've given myself, I'll, I'll just have a little think on that for a second because I think there's got to be at least one. To be fair, <laughs> most of my nicknames have not been because I was cool. Well, usually they come from come from your your surname, don't they? Like I was in the army with, you know, my, in my platoon there was Trini Lopez and Billy Joe Spears, and just because. But my, my nickname at school was Ned. Because Ned I mean, Kelly, Kelly, Ned, yeah. Ned Kelly, yeah, and and because that that was when I mean the film with Mick Jagger came out in about 1971, I think, when when I would have been in the in the first year or second year at, at school, and I thought, yeah, stick with that because you know as as nicknames go, um, that's in 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 a rough school, you know, that, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's that's not a bad one, and, given the things that rhyme with Kelly. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I used to get that as well. You have smelly belly watching telly with jelly in his welly and anything. So I was quite pleased to get Ned. And um, a, a lot of my friends who, from that sort of time in my life, I'm, I'm still in touch with old school friends, still call me Ned. Wow. Yeah, so. Yeah, I've escaped nicknames. My, uh, my parents were very certain to give me a name that couldn't be shortened easily. Mm. <laughs> an aim has never stuck, so. Yeah, nickname free. You you don't fancy Ams then, Amy? <laughs> nah, nah. I respond to Amy, and that's kind of it. And that's it. <laughs> mm. 
Maybe we ought to Fair start calling you Amethy. Nah, I won't respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> so have you had to think then, Dom? I have, and I have actually set, set, settled on one that I um, I only had for a very brief period of time. Um, whilst I was working on um, a play a couple of years ago, a play called P- Pugilist, Pugilist Specialist uh, by... Adriano, I can't, I can't remember, remember the author. Uh, basically, it's a story about, about 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 these four U.S. Marines who basically go on a mission to assassinate kind of a terrorist insurgent and stuff. It's a bit more nuanced than that. It's really, 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 really good, good, good play. I highly recommend it. Um, but the cast that I, w- I was working with were a, a lovely group, group, were a great, great bunch of actors. Um, one of which was our mutual friend Molly uh, Stu. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and in addition to Molly, who, as you know, is a very tiny human human being, probably she even more is. tiny than Amy, if you can believe that. Amy's really uh, tall. Just to, just I'm to derail really that tall. for a second. In real life, shockingly in real life. tall. <laughs> but, um, as part as part tall. as part of that cast, um, there was a chap called Ross, and the best way I can describe Ross is um, he was a man mountain. He was just an absolute unit. Is that Ross McKenzie? No, it's not Ross McKenzie. Oh. Uh, Ross Scott, if you've ever heard of him. He's a, he, oh, he, yes, yes. I don't think I've met um, that Ross, but yeah. Yeah, yeah he's he's a, he's a lovely bloke, fantastic actor, and uh, yeah, it, in the nicest way possible, he is, he is an absolute, absolute unit. Mm-hmm. And um, a nickname that he gave me whilst we were working on Pugilist Specialist together was, um, was, was Big D. And I was like, oh, I like that. I'm being this this just in giant of a, this giant giant of a man thinks that I am a big person as well. I'll take that a big D. So, so I like that. <laughs> so whilst I was working on whilst I was working on that play, I was known to them as as Big D, and it was great. I loved it. Right. Yeah, because we because we sort we sort of bonded over um, like weightlifting and, and and wrestling and all sorts of stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, the name Big D came about. Great. Yeah, I remember when Pugilist mm. Specialist was running. Um, I, I didn't get a chance to see it, unfortunately, because yeah. uh, I was working so much. But yes, yes, I recall that mm, that time a few Ooh. years ago now. So what was so, your nickname, Stu? I was just thinking that. Yeah. So. I've I've had three nicknames I can think of. Um, one at school, which I absolutely fucking hated, um, which came from my first name, actually, not my surname, but my first name. Um, they called me Potty. Because it was Stuart Stewpot Potty. Hated that. Um I had one uh, when I was working. I had a had a brief stint selling used cars, and the uh, the people I worked with. Prior to that, I, I had worked in a pet store. Well, I'd basically run a pet store, PetSmart. Um, so they called me Hammy. You know, like hamsters. But the hamsters, yeah. Mm. Okay, that was that was fun. But the one I really liked was uh, when I was at uni. I was one of the few people amongst my friends who had a car because I passed my test when I was seventeen. Got a car when I was eighteen. Um, you know, I was like leading edge. Um, mm. And I had <laughs> my particular car at the time. It was considered an old man's car. Um, Neil will 
undoubtedly recognised the cut instantly. It was a Maestro, Austin Maestro. Oh, God, yeah. Um, and I loved that car. I absolutely loved it. And, yeah, and my friends, because I was the only one with a the car, they called me Maestro. And I liked yeah, that. Maestro. Really That's liked that. That's a nice that. one. Hmm. I heard someone else called it recently, and it just it reminded me of the days when oh. I was called Maestro. Ben called Maestro is nice, apart from when it's in reference to an Austin Maestro. I, they're How's great cars. Oh, oh, back really? in the day, they were great, great cars, and I won't see them knocked. Um, that that was like was... the bigger version of the Metro, wasn't it? Yeah, the Metro yeah. was the little one. The Maestro mm. was the mid-sized one, the hatchback mm. one. But the big one, of course, was the Montego. Okay. And I've had all three. I've had the MG versions of all three. As I, had well as an M- I had an MG Metro. Of all three. Um, mm. the, my MG Maestro used to speak. It had a computer that spoke to you. It'd tell you, like, the door is ajar. <laughs> so you feel a bit like Night Rider. Yeah, it did. Very much so. Very much so. But I love my Maestros. <laughs> but they did have a real reputation. The boy racers all had escorts. Ford mm. Escorts, Neil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, but Maestros were considered old men's cars. They they were um, the follow-on to the Allegro. Allegro, yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah well, that, that, that was the earlier generation that was... Because when I, when I was in the army in Germany and they were trying to get us... To, you know, we were buying duty-free cars. And they were trying to deter us from buying cars locally on the German market when we get, you know... You might you might buy a Volkswagen or something or a or a, an Opal. No, they didn't want that. They wanted you to buy go to the Naffy and arrange to have a British Leyland car shipped out from Britain, on which mm. you're paying. Yeah, you might okay, be because getting that's a tax. economically responsible. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it was at the time when cars in Germany were much cheaper than well, well, cars in Britain were more much more expensive than on the continent. And when when firms asked to justify, they they talk about something about well because we've, we've got to make it especially right hand drive and all this but you know but the, the the range of cars they were there was there, i mean there was there were the mgs yep. there was the mg bgt and the midget yeah but mainly it was things like the morris marina the austin allegro which came with a spare steering wheel yeah and the and the <laughs> and the very large um i don't know why i don't know and the very large Austin Princess. Oh God, yes, yes. <laughs> um, they did a Vitesse version of that. Yeah, yeah. And oh, I seem yeah. to remember Vitesse something called a, called an Ambassador as well. I don't know if that was a, mm. a version of. The... They're but... rare as rocking horse droppings. Yeah, and they were shit. They were really shit cars. <laughs> breaking down all the time. Austins, I liked Austins. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they did. They did break, but they were really easy to repair. I mean, one thing I noticed when the thing that struck me when I first went to Germany was all the Germans drove German-made cars. They're all driving VWs, Opals, BMWs, Porsches, Mercedes. And then when I went to France, I noticed that they're all driving French cars. They're all driving Renaults and Peugeots and Citroëns. Um, But then when I went to Holland, I realised that they had more of a a kind of range of cars. They're more inclined to buy Japanese cars and things. And but again, noticed there were no. British made cars on the road and they said well no they've got such a terrible reputation that (laughs) everyone knew someone who'd had one that had broken down and needed a new part which had to be ordered from England but they couldn't get it because there was a strike on somewhere (laughs) that was the reputation so yeah it's cool to buy the things Mm. yeah British made cars 
what's happened to our car industry now? Both yeah. things missing. Missing. Wow. Missing At the risk of Hondas. At the Ooh. risk of getting political, I think Thatcher happened to our car industry. It did. Yeah. Well, I don't think it was great before, was it? And, and the, the British Leyland and the Fords at Dagenham. I mean, they had. A, but I, I think, you know, my political stance will, will say that, yeah, there were lots and lots of strikes. But when I see a strike, I, I think that's, that's not the workers being militant. That's management imposing all kinds of shit on them, which they, they refuse to accept. And, and that was kind of the excuse, this union militancy, which brought Thatcher to power. Yeah, and then she just wiped, <laughs> wiped all those industries out. I, I take a middle-line view on that. I think today, yes, like, like we've got the railway strike and all mm. that, and I'm very much in support, and people don't strike easily. But I do remember wildcat strikes, and to be honest, that's too much. That's too much power in the hands of the union. I think there is a middle ground to be had. Yeah, I don't. I, don't I mean, the idea of like, oh, there's that there, there, there's no tea left in, no tea bags left in the but right, everybody down tools and walk out, and that was happening. You know, yeah, that's a. Yeah. I think that's a bit ridiculous. I think, but I think if you're if you're if you've got actual issues to work on, like you Absolutely. know, um, oh. uh, you know, pay conditions or working conditions or. Yeah, all that sort of oh, thing. Totally. totally. Um, but no, but wildcat also, strikes just about. Um, yeah, I, I have to wonder how much of that was the the work of agents provocateur because that's playing right into the hands of the Daily Mail, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You call a wildcat strike over something really trivial, that's going to be front page of the Daily Mail the next day. Oh yeah, totally. And fuel and for the Tories to it, crack it down. It was leapt on, um, but that's why I think you know, yeah, there, there is a middle ground to be had. Also, I grew up in a pit village in the middle of the miners strike mm. uh, and my father worked for um, for for management I mean he worked in purchasing he had nothing to do with the whole reason why the strike was happening um, but I had to be taken out of school because I got put in hospital because my dad was, um, was worked for management speaking of feelings, things that are about to be put in hospital <laughs> you, you yeah. have a bar guest to fight <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Hopefully it won't be us going. That's but it. it probably yes. will be knowing our luck because someone jinxed it last it. time. Should we should we have a <clears throat> should we should we have a super quick recap from you guys on uh, on on where you currently stand? I, what happened think, last time? I think we've missed something, Dom. What have you missed? <gasps> oh my god, you're right. I got oh so god. into that, that it's preamble. It's happened. It's finally <laughs> happened. We don't know who's here. <laughs> we've got I, I don't know who I am. Um, welcome Where back, listeners. We? What's going on? Welcome back, listeners. Thank you for your patience with this 15 minutes whilst we tell you what we're doing here today. <laughs> welcome back, listeners, to Tales from the 20 Side, uh, a Pathfinder second edition Let's Play podcast. My name is Dom, and I'm your GM for this game and for many others. And I'm joined by Stu. Hello. I'm joined by Neil. Hello. And I'm joined by Amy. I exist. Oh my god, 100 and, 116 episodes and it's finally happened. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, yeah, let's um let's let's have a little recap from you, from you guys. What what where do we find ourselves as we come into this game? We Otto, are... Otto is hiding in a hole. Yeah. Sorry, and... I interrupted you. Oh, sorry. I was just saying uh, my uh, Della and Alwyn are channeling Tom Cruise at the moment with our running ability. 
<laughs> As opposed to your homosexuality, your your, um, your, clo- your closeted homosexuality ability. Yes. <laughs> Doesn't matter how fast you run, Tom, you can't outrun the gay. <laughs> you can't. No. However, you will you will intu- with your, with your gayness, your unintended gayness, you you will in- induce lots of young men to want to join the military and have some of that hot action that's going. <laughs> There we go. Uh, speaking of hot action, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully not hot action because, as we know, fire is bad. Uh, mm. Yeah, you, you you've got a bar guest in front of you. Yeah, speaking mm, of militant us, action. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, so where are we? Della's in position. Chardonnay's in position. Alwyn's almost not, not quite in position. One more move. One more move, but the bar guest is hot on our heels. Uh, he, is, uh, he is... I'm saying he. Um, haven't checked. Haven't asked. Um, the bar guest is... Yeah. Is chasing us, and we've just had an assist because it looked like the bar guest was about to figure out... What was going on? What's yeah. going on? Uh, and do you know what we never mentioned last episode as well is our ghoul scarecrows hmm. inside the Vernal prison? Um, but I oh, would yes. say, if this bar guest was intelligent enough to figure out or to get close to figuring out what might be going on, probably wasn't going to fall for it. It's, it's a, we've got redundancies baked into the plan so the mm. plan cannot fail let's let's be fair you've had uh you've had a number of wins on your plan so far something had to quite not go right didn't it yeah absolutely oh no i think we're, we're doing well on this plan i'm gonna get told mm. off told yes off by you Amy. are <laughs> stop jinxing it Ooh, no, let's we're... just walk under a ladder shall we <laughs> Alwyn, in his head, has been contingency planning. I'm curious to know if Otto and Bella have been. There is no plan B, because plan A is going to (laughs) work. That's a no from Bella. (laughs) What about Otto? I feel like Otto is always contingency planning. I I think he has a plan to kill everyone he meets. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's always a good policy. we go all right all right then folks let's get back into the action uh so yeah to bring us back in uh we are just about to come on to alwyn's turn however just before we get there uh yeah this bar guest that that was kind of looking around perhaps about to figure to figure out what what was going on here uh is struck in the behind uh, by a bolt of crackling and black and purple light uh that appear that, that streaks off from uh, the remains of the, uh, of the clock tower where where Otto is uh, is hiding, um, and, you, and you see kind of uh, just perched there um, on a loose bit uh, on a loose bit of bit of wood, uh, you see the the robed, gaunt skinned form of Stalker Catan, uh, his finger their, their finger kind of pointing um, in the direction of the bar guest, and just a wisp of purple and purple energy uh, drifting off 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 their finger. And they call they call out as they as they do so. Um, you keep it. We need to keep it busy. I I I, I will attempt to weaken it. Creepers, move in. And um, you see uh, the shadows around you once again shift in a very f- familiar manner as uh, four of these smaller 
gaunt-skinned creatures that you know as creepers uh, appear from the shadows around you. So, oh, they're around um, Della and 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 Alwyn. Uh, yes, so Della, you sort of look to your right and you see one um, emerging from... Uh, looks almost like almost like it's melding out of the ground, but it's actually coming from behind a boulder or something. Um, mm-hmm. About 25 feet to your right. Um, yeah, yeah, basically they're kind of surrounding the, surrounding the entire battlefield. I don't want to go into too much detail about where they are. Uh, if, you, if, if it becomes relevant, if you need to know... Um, then uh, by all means ask. Oh, oh I've just realised why Otto was asking. Uh, they are clear of the um, of the thoroughfare into into Ooh. the ice cleft. Yes, I've seen, I've seen them appearing and, and, and wondering, did, did we tell them what the plan was? <laughs> <laughs> I'm we sure did. we did. We did. Everyone yes, knows the plan. So. We, we've shared everything. Yes. Oh, that's, that's, we, asked, we asked them for help. This yeah, is that's all why part of the plan. Oh, good, good. <laughs> it's a good job you asked them, because otherwise it might have uh, turned tail and run at this point. Mm. There we go. All right, uh, at the end of the bar guest's turn and uh, Catan's turn, uh, it is Alwyn Templeton. Okay, so the first thing Alwyn's going to do is step away from the bar guest. Yep, in the direction of uh, where in- you want to be. Yep, in the direction of where he wants to be. Um, I can get there in a single move action, can't I? Yes, you can. That will be the second move action. So I want to be side to the side of Chardonnay. Yep. So you've got Vernal Prison, Chardonnay, Alwyn. Yes. If that makes sense. That does. And final action. Now he's in place. Della's in place. We're ready to battle the bar guest. He's going to raise his shield. Raise his shield, very <laughs> sensible. I like it. Sort of just rushing in, pressing your back against the ice of this uh, this icy wall. Uh, you take a second to catch your breath and then you settle yourself behind the shield, uh, ready to, to defend yourself. Uh, at the end of Alwyn's turn, um, you uh, you all hear a slight whooshing, whooshing noise and you see, you see um, a puff of smoke uh, appear on the very tip of the um, of the tower where Otto is currently standing, um, and you see the red-robed form of of the Red Raven uh, appear, um, and um, you see she she appears to be kind of just getting a, into a, into a good position uh, to have have good sight on the um, on on the battle, battlefield battlefield field here. Um, but you see, she does uh, she does draw her bow almost as a precaution. Uh, Otto, we're round to you. So the bar guest is now between me and the the place I want to put it. Uh, it is. Uh, what I would say is the bar guest is still a good thirty feet from the entrance to the prison. Um, now your crashing wave. Um, mm. Rules has written it doesn't actually push a creature. However, for the sake of having this plan work, it is going to push it. However, right. you think you think it's probably not going to push it far enough. So, mm. you, you, ideally, Otto, you need it to get a bit closer. And do I need to get a bit closer as well? So, cur- currently, you are hidden in your little pile of rubble. Uh, mm. You are. If you were to move next to it, it would cost you twenty feet of movement. Mm. And twenty feet of movement, and 
but how far am I as I am from from the bar guest and the I mean how far beyond me is he uh, like I said so he he's essentially he's 20 feet from you 20 feet. and also 20 feet from the yes about 30 feet from the entrance to the uh, to, from the entrance. To, to the ice cleft um I think I just need to be ready ready to Yeah, you can. I'll tell you what, Otto, would you like to delay your turn? Yes, yes, I would. That is what right. I meant. That's exactly what I meant. So, um, what that means is, Otto, as a free action at the start of your turn, you de- you choose basically to delay your your, your initiative. Mm-hmm. That means you can basically jump in at the end of any other creature's turn. Right. So, when I end someone's turn, um, you can choose to call out, "I want to jump in here." If you go an entire round without jumping in. You go back to where you were, and you lose. You basically lose that turn, if that makes sense. Right. All right. So at the end of Otto's turn, uh, we are on to the Caligni Creepers, and you see the f- uh, four of these creatures. Uh, they come sort of darting out of the shadows, uh, sort of from behind, uh, behind broken buildings or from under under rocks, uh, or, e- or even one of them, as mentioned, appear- appears to just almost meld out of the shadow itself. Uh, but they are going to move forward. Uh, yeah, they. Uh, you see, they come uh, rushing forwards. Um, all, all of them pulling daggers from their various, uh, yeah, their various holsters ar- around around their, their chests, and they and they fling these daggers at, at the bar guest. Uh, do you watch as uh, these these daggers? They come basically street streaking toward the bar guest um, and on this particular occasion even though there are four of them coming at it uh, they the, you see the daggers basically glide almost harmlessly off the creature's hide uh, the ones that do hit are kind kind of just stab into into it and and sit there and as the creature sort of twists and moves uh, they clatter to the stone uh, with no injury seemingly with no injury dealt uh, that will end their turn it's Della Okay, so I'm in position, so I don't want to get myself into the firing line, but um, so I want to use one action to make myself uh, an available target for the bar guest, being all brave and yelling and come over here and have at it, and then I will use my final two actions to ready an attack. Okay, in that case, then, Della, uh, let's have. Um your choice of intimidation or performance Ooh, hmm. we'll be doing performance because okay. my intimidation is not very high <laughs> um so i am just gonna start jumping around i guess that's probably what it is start belting out my favorite karaoke song that's um, it <laughs> i rolled a two <laughs> is, is it uh, i will survive <laughs> well, I won't be after this one. I, I rolled thirteen total. You rolled a thirteen. Oh, that's not enough, mm. Della. As you're as you're sort of shouting out and leaping around, um, it seems there is just too much going on at the moment for you to get the beast's attention. Mm. Um, if I mean, if you wanted to um, forego ridding your action, you could attempt that again. Oh, will I get it the second time? I don't know. But, yeah, go on. I'll lean into it. I'll um start belting out Tina Turner's 
favourite hits because that exists in this universe. It does. Um, Tina Turner is that is a legendary bard on Galarian. <laughs> well, I rolled a four, so it was a bit better. <laughs> so that's fifteen total. That is a fifteen total. Oh dear. Oh, sorry. No, that is a uh, no. That is fifteen. Sorry. I will say that uh, I'm afraid, Della. Yeah, you're you're shouting and you're yelling and you're belting out all the words to uh, to to this uh, one of your favourite um, Tina Turner songs. Um, or so, so, sorry, T- Tina the Turner. She she has a title. Um, uh, but as you're singing, you realise you've got the words wrong. You're, you're singing you, you're singing like three songs at once, and you get confused, and you and it gets it gets muddled in your mouth, <sighs> and you just. No. Peter's off to nothing. You've got one action left if you want to try again. Okay. <laughs> right, so I'm thinking really hard about bar guests and what I could do to capture its attention. And I'm like, um, I've got nothing, so I'm just going to scream and yell at it one more time. And I rolled a 10, so that is 21. That's 21, there we go. And this time, with the frustration build, building, Della, as your song is just not reaching reaching this creature, you just look over it and you sort of sort of cupping your hands over your over your mouth. You just yell, "Oi, dickhead!" Yes. <laughs> 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 um, which seems to get the beast's attention. Oh, as it no one's actually come around. over here though. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows his name? No, no, she gets Otto's attention. He pees at what? What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic! Oh dear. Uh, right. Um, end of Della's turn. Uh, we are round two. Uh, we are actually round two. The bar guest. A bit. Come and have a go. If you think your bar guest enough. <laughs> Uh, but you have its attention, Della. Um, mm. Yeah, sort of seeing these uh, the, uh, the creepers come moving towards it. Uh, it is actually going to... Yeah, it sees that it's surrounded. So here's what it's going to do. As it sees that it, sees that it is surrounded and you're, uh, you're calling it in, in its direction, in your direction, um, you watch as it sort of glares at you for a second, Della, and you watch as as it breathes. It breathes a sort of, uh, <sighs> and as it does so, um, you watch as its muscles swell and its form grows even more gigantic than it was before. As it casts enlarge on itself, becoming a huge creature, uh, and as it does so, it begins to plod in your direction, Della. Wonderful. But that <laughs> is going to end your turn. End its turn. So, how far from the entrance is it now? It is currently Otto from the entrance. Uh, it is twenty feet from the entrance. Uh, however, it, it has also moved very slightly off to the left-hand side. It's not quite. It's not such a clean shot into the uh, into the cleft from where you are. And and how far um, is he from me now? Uh, from you, Otto, he is. He is 40 feet from you. I think I need to break cover. I think I need to move into yeah. a position. Alright, so you wanna you wanna jump in there with your initiative? Initiative. No, so so do 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 you want to jump in there, is, is what I'm saying. So at yeah, the end yes, of the bargain. Yes, I'll, I'll jump in there. Yes. Yeah, perfect. Um, 
and uh, yeah. I'll, I'll stay behind him, but I'll, I'll get myself into a position. I need, I need a straight line between myself, him, and the entrance. So I need to okay, skitter around, on. but with his, make sure his back stays to me. Yeah. So um, you can absolutely do that. What's your speed, Otto? Um, with fleet step, it's. Um, let me just check. Three times your speed or something. Oh gosh, that's good. Um, Can I get that? Uh, I gain a 30 foot bonus to my speed, which was. 20. Which was. Yeah, I think it was 20. So. Um, oh yes, 20. So I, I can move 50 feet in each go. Okay, perfect. So I. Yeah, so your first action, you break cover. Um, so you were there. Let's figure this out. 10, 20. Okay, so with 20 feet of movement, you kind of pull yourself out of uh, this collapsed clock clock tower, um, mm. sort of assessing the field in front of you, Otto. Mm. Um, crashing wave. Am I right in thinking that is a 30 foot cone? Yes. Okay. You estimate, Otto, that with where you currently are, mm you need the bar guest to be um, perhaps 10 feet closer to have a good chance of um, of getting of getting mm. it in but you can but you, but you can maneuver yourself into a good position uh, where you do have a clean shot at the bar guest to potentially push it into the uh, into the ice you've got two actions yes. left yes that's what I'll do I'll move into position where I can hit him with the full force pushing him in the right direction so okay. if, he's, if he's moved off to the left, my left, then I need to move further to the left to get that right angle. Yes, yes. <laughs> Actually, to, to like so, the, so the the width of this entrance isn't super isn't super narrow. Mm. So you can, it's it's actually quite wide. So you don't mm. need to go sort of super far left, but mm. you certainly move more left than you would have originally been, originally been planning. Yes. And how close to the bar guest do you want to get? Um. <laughs> How far am I from him now? So as as you break cover, you mm. are... You're 30 feet from it. I'll move another 10 feet closer. Another 10 feet closer. Very, very he's, sensible. He's, his back is to me, right? I'm <laughs> staying mm -hmm. right uh, behind him. For the, for the time being, I, I mean, there's no such there's, there's no such thing as facing in Pathfinder. Mm. Um, but certainly for, for the time being, it is occupied with Della. Mm. How, however, you are now out in the open. If it turns around, it will probably see you. So you've got to rely on your allies to keep it busy. Mm. All right. Uh, end of Otto's turn. We are on to Stalker Catan, um, who sort of calls out, um, "Yes, that's that's good. Keep it, keep it there if you can. Perhaps a little, perhaps a little, perhaps a little, a little closer. We're, we've almost got it." Um, you see another streak of this black and purple energy comes shooting out. Uh, this time, however, um, Catan's aim is slightly off, and, uh, and the bar guest, perhaps sensing it, uh, leaps into the air with its hind legs as the um, uh, the bolt slams into the rock, uh, dealing no, dealing no damage. Uh, mm. Otto, you hear him sort of saying, "Hmm, all right, perhaps a different approach is needed," and uh, with just a whisper on the breeze uh, you watch as as he vanishes from sight uh, and you see him reappear on um, 
a, a little way away in, in the thoroughfare. That ends his turn. Alwyn, we're on to you. Okay, and how far away from Alwyn is the bar guest? From Alwyn, the bar guest is uh, 25 feet. Perfect. Alwyn will, with his first action, rush up to the bar guest. Okay. With his second action, he's going to take a strike at the bar guest. Whilst calling out, Hey, dickhead! If you were any more in bread, you'd be a sandwich. <laughs> good, one. good one! Good one! I, I try not to laugh too loud because I don't want to. And they, uh, 29. Yeah, some, hit. So, somewhere in a parallel universe, um, a, a, a pirate captain chuckles to herself. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Okay. All right, uh, sorry, 29, 29, I can tell you, is a hit, Alwyn. Okay, uh, have yourself 11 points of damage. Have yourself 11 points of damage. Oh, it's the wrong time of year for that. <laughs> <laughs> and with the third action, taking a deep breath because he knows what's coming, he's going to move the full 25 feet back to where he was. Okay. I know, but Brave. I haven't got the actions to step away and then move, so. Okay. So as you step away, the expected swipe comes towards you, Alwyn. With a 22 to hit. Oh, needed a 23. Ooh. Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> nice one. So that, that moment of preparation was enough to get you away from it. Fantastic. That's you all done. That's me done, back in my original position, but having struck the beast and hopefully drawn it in my direction. Hopefully so. Hopefully so. Uh, end of Alwyn's turn. Uh, it is the Red Raven. Um, you see, she um, uh, she actually is going to do 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 the same as also. She she seems to she she seems to just just be waiting um, for something to for for. For, for the opportune moment here. Uh, end of her turn, we come on to the Creepers, uh, who are going to, once again, they kind of move forwards to get within uh, dagger-throwing range, now forming almost uh, um, almost a, a gun line's the wrong term, but but it's, it, it's that kind of effect sort of, sort of behind it. As they come rushing towards it, it's daggers spinning in their hands. Okay, and uh, this time you watch as they throw their daggers. Um, yeah, this time as they throw they throw their daggers, um, there are enough of them flying through through the air uh, like little little flechettes um, that are able to. You, you do see wounds appearing on the on the bar guest's hide this time. Um, very, 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 very tiny compared to the, to the wound, wounds that Alwyn have done, but they're definitely there. You can see it sort of nicking and scraping them as they as they throw these daggers. Uh, that ends their turn. Uh, it's Della Thornbury. I am going to hold my turn and see what the bar guest does first. Yeah, you want to delay your initiative? You can absolutely mm. do that. Yeah. So, so you, you, de- you, you delay your initiative. Uh, 
where you are uh, in its now enlarged size. Um, you see the bar guest. Uh, actually, yeah, uh, it doesn't even need to. Okay, yeah. So as it from from, from where it is, um, it sort of feels these these knives cutting into its flesh from behind. Uh, it turns round and with a now very lanky looking arm, uh, swats at one of the creepers. That's going to be a lot to hit. A liberating step if I'm in range. Uh, liberate, you are not in range, Alwyn. No, where where okay. you moved away, uh, the, these creatures are oh, not. Of course. I've moved 25 feet away from the bugger, so I can't be in range yet. have indeed. Um, unfortunately, that is the perils of, uh, of getting out, out of the way. 32 to hit. That does. That is a critical hit against uh, one of these creepers. Uh -oh. mm. Okay, you watch just with a single swipe of this claw, um, it basically turns around and, and rakes uh, the, creep the creeper's body. Uh, as, as the creeper is struck, uh, you see it bursts with a flash, uh, with a flash of light uh, and uh, disintegrates uh, disintegrates into no into almost nothing. You, he you you hear a clatter as as its equipment drops to the ground. Oh. Uh, for its second action, it's going to turn back round towards the thing it was interested in in a second ago, and it's going to make an attack against Della. Has it got up to me now? Then uh, it doesn't need to. It has oh, extra thanks. reach, extra reach at this point where it's uh, it's so so big. Uh, but that's not so big, good to hit. It's 11 on the die, minus stuff. Claw is agile, 7. 24 to hit, Della. That hits. That's a hit, okay. Uh, bad damage roll, Della, that is 10 points of slashing damage. Okay. Oof. And with one action left, uh, the bar guest is going to uh, yeah, the bar guest is going to uh, sort of can't go that way. Uh, it's just it's it's it looks around confused. And uh, in its confusion and its anger, it just lashes out again at something within range. Uh, in this case, it's going to lash out again at Della. Uh, and with a three on the die, I suspect that's going to hit with a 12 total. Sorry, a miss no. with a 12 total. <laughs> I was going to say, I know my AC is pretty low, but it's not that low. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a miss from the bar guest. Ends the bar guest's turn. Uh, we're round to Otto. It's still not quite near enough to the cave, is it? No, it, it has moved no closer. Um. I mean, if you if you wanted to attempt your crashing wave to see how far you could push it, 
you you could try that. Uh, uh, I have two 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 level three spells left anyway, so yes, I'll do a crashing wave. I'll do it All now. All right. All right. Um, sort of seeing a potential moment as this beast is being very stubborn and almost refusing to go where you want it to go. You're, oh. you, you think to yourself, all right, I guess I'll make it go where, where I want it to go. Mm. Call this wave into your hand and you thrust it towards the creature. Uh, what kind of saving throw is it? Um, it's a... Uh, it doesn't say. It's just a, a 66 damage. Oh, so a basic reflex saving throw. Sorry. Basic reflex. All right. Does this account do any others of others need to be? Uh, no, you are all positioned currently in a way that you're actually out outside the cone. That's part of the plan. So it's almost almost like you put a bit of planning into this when you knew <laughs> you knew this was happening. <laughs> okay, so basic reflex save uh, is going to be. Uh, oof, 29 against your spell DC, Otto. My spell DC is... Uh, spell DC, spell DC, spell DC. I can't ever find things on this thing. It's, um... Probably 19. Um... Class DC... To be under the spells spell. tab, on the spells tab. So um, sorcerer spell casting DC. Oh yes, a twenty-two. A twenty-two, oh. very nice. Mm. Uh, so yeah, um, roll sixty-six for me. Sixty-six. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Okay. Succeed on the save, so it takes half damage. Uh, yeah, you you watch as, as this wave crashes over it. Make a check. Okay. Um, so as you as you sort of surge this water to its water towards the bar guest Otto, um, it does lose its footing very very slightly, and uh, you watch as it as it as it is pushed uh, ten feet towards the gate of the uh, of the uh, of the vernal prison. Uh, it's Ooh. not quite inside yet, but you, but you reckon it is now in, in a position where you could push it inside permanently. Uh, crashing wave is two actions. You've got one action left, Otto. Um, what can I do with my action? Do I need to move any closer? How far am I away from him now? 30 feet? or? Uh, yes, well, you're, yes, you're now uh, sort of 25 feet away. Uh, you would need to get closer now uh, in order to push it properly in. You probably need to get another 10, yeah. 10 feet closer. I'll, I'll move another 10 feet closer. All right, you move in, sort of lining up your second second strike. Uh, end of your turn, Otto. Yeah, I'll come in. Amy, uh, Della comes in at that point. Cool. Now, how far away is he from me? Uh, from you, Della, he is... Uh, he's ten feet. He's well, yeah. He's ten feet from you. So with with a five foot move, um, you get into into melee range. Okay. And if um, if I do that, is that going to put me at risk of being moved by Otto? Just check. Looking at what he just did. 
Yeah. Yes. You don't want to go in the cave with him. Nah, nah. I've had enough. Uh, you don't think so, Della. Okay, cool. Because what I'd like to do is sort of keep somewhat my position, but just sort of move up to the side of the bar, I guess, to kind of block him from going my one way. One way, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I attempt, I assume I can do that in one move, and then yeah. I'll attack him twice with my cold iron dagger for the next two actions. So my first swing is 21. 21 is a miss, Della. You drive in with the dagger, you strike a muscly section of its hide, and you you bounce off it. Ah, you bastard. Try you again. And I rolled worse that time, so that was a miss. Oh, mate, that's unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> just kind of beating your fist against its flank. <gasps> You're too <laughs> big now. <laughs> the it. biting its foot. <laughs> End of Della's turn. We are round to uh, Stalker Catan. Uh, who sort of uh, looks over. Um, that's it, just a little more. We've almost got it. He's going to streak out with his Divine Lance. Uh, that time he really does hit it. Uh, as, as the bar guest kind of uh, shakes off the water from Motto's Blast, um, it, it looks up and it gets a face full of Divine Energy. As Catan rolls a critical hit. Yay. Oh, and he's named. Doesn't he get a crit card? Wasn't a natural twenty. It wasn't a twenty. Oh, shame. So it's. I uh, tried. As uh, as that bolt strikes it in the face, uh, the bar guest sort of um, uh, roars and howls uh, in the in the in this horrid abyss, abyssal manner. Um, Katan once more just just sort of says that yes, that's it. Little more. Just keep just keep it away from me if you can. Um, that ends his, ends their turn. Alwyn, we're on to you. So, having seen Della come up to the beast, it, it, given the size of this creature now, it's enlarged itself. Um, does Alwyn think it might be possible to get into a flanking position with Della and still not be pushed by the crashing wave? <sighs> Let me have a look. Uh, no, not to get into a flanking position. You could get into range and, and, and strike it, but you would be at risk of being hit by the uh, by the wave. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Alwyn's going to do the same as what he did last time. Then he's going to. Uh, we'll move, well, assuming I can get into flanking with Della in one move. Yes, e easily. It's been pushed uh, within within 10 feet of the mouth of the uh, the ice cleft. Okay. Um, so, yes, I will move up to a flanking position with Della. All right. Strike at it with the rapier. Yep. <gasps> Natural 20. Amazing. Yay! Total of 35 for what it's worth. Ooh. Very nice. Ooh. Roll the damage there for me, Stu. <gasps> if ever there was a time. Great <laughs> uh, Total of 18. Ooh. 18 damage. Very nice. A nasty wound across its flank. And this time, Alwyn, as you stab in, 
the creature does see, see, seem to notice you. It's, it's like it sees you for the first time as you drive the rapier in, and it just looks at you, and you, you get this look of malice as you strike into it. Uh, okay. It was, um, What's the benefit of that? Piercing. Is it, it was a piercing, uh, piercing damage, wasn't it? Yes, it's from the rapier. Okay, uh, so you drew, Alwyn, spun around. Uh, the bar guest is flat-footed until the end of its next turn. Oh, oh. brilliant. Oh, damn. Oh, hang on. Della goes after the bar guest. Ah, I do now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. That's fine. That's it. That's fine. Hopefully it won't be um, around next. But it certainly got its attention. Now, can I move out of the range of the crashing wave with a step action? Uh, yes, yes, you can. Right, that's what I'd like to do. Back in the direction I've just come from. But yep. um, yes, a step action to avoid. The yeah, dragon. you take a step, being pushed in with it. Absolutely. Um, I'm not thinking to avoid the attack of opportunity, but yes, that's as well. Oh, fair enough. That's well, <laughs> fair enough. All right, uh, end of Alwyn's turn. Uh, we are round two. Red Raven atop the uh, the clock tower. You can see she's beginning to focus uh, some sort of magic into her hands. Uh, there is um, this cold blue light building between building between her fingers that she's stretching out and creating almost a lattice work. Um, and she calls out to all of you. Um, she calls out. I can't hold this for very long. If we're going to do it, we need to do it now. End of her turn. Uh, we are on to the creepers, uh, which are once again from where they are. They are they just moving forward, attempting to drive this thing further and further um, towards the uh, the um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Why is my brain just failed? Left. Fuck. The, yeah, yeah, the, the hole. hole, the hole. The there hole. We go. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Uh, they they rush towards it once again, sort of daggers spinning as they do so. That time, it's a lesser hit, but it's still a hit regardless. Yep, once again, these daggers sort of slicing across its hide. It's flat-footed, remember? It is. Uh, it doesn't make it critical, sadly. In fact, the flat-footed was what made it hit. Uh, that ends their turn. Uh, we are back around to the bar guest, and the bar guest looks around at, all, at everything that thing that's going go, going on here. Uh, looks at all of you. Uh, looks at um, this ice ice behind it, and this time, Alwyn, you do see fear in its eyes, and all of you here. Um, up until now, you've just heard this this sort of growling, uh, guttural noises coming from coming from its body. But this time, it speaks to you in common. No, no, I will not go back. You will all die with me. Um, and it opens up its mouth as a torrent of green gas pours forth from it. And it's going to... Now, where can it get the most of you? Well, we're all nicely split up. Mm. I know. I know. Such a good plan.
plan. <laughs> Tell you what, though, there is a lovely spot just behind it where a sorcerer just tried to push it in with a wave where it can hit a whole bunch of people. Otto, I need a fortitude save, please. But it's not mm. Della and Alwyn and Chardonnay, so it's fine, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> fortitude save. I mean, Ross got good fortitude, right? Twenty. Twenty. On the fortitude save. No, not. Okay. So Otto's going down. You're not getting your second wave. Well, he's at full health, isn't he? Yes. I what? was not when we started was this it little thing. <laughs> so Otto, what, what was your save? 20. 20. Otto, you take 29 points of poison damage as it breathes um, this familiar toxic gas across all, across all of you. Um, you watch as uh, the two creepers who are next to you are sort of throwing daggers as well. See how they fared. Okay. Okay. Uh, you see um, their skin blisters and boils. Um, sort of blood starts starts to pour from their eyes, and they and they cough and they choke, but they are just about still standing as this gas as 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 the gas dissipates. Uh, but oh, um, feel free to tell me if I'm too late, but. Uh... Liberating step with Otto. You can't do liberating step on Otto, but you can do liberating step on one of the creepers, Malwin. Ah, I will, yes. Absolutely. Mm. All right. What's the resistance? Uh, oh, sorry, I should have had that. Uh, two plus my level, so eight points of damage. Eight points back, very nice. So yeah, you, you see, you see one of these uh, one of these creepers comes coughing out of the cloud, uh, looking far better uh, than its its companion. They're both still heavily injured, uh, but they are both alive, which is the main thing. And then with its last action, bar guest will can't do that. That's two actions. That's two actions. Mm. All it's all it's got left is it's going to make a swipe at. Yeah, you've just stabbed him quite quite nastily. It's gonna mm. make a make an attack towards Alwyn. Mm-hmm. Claw. Nineteen on the die. That is going to be thirty-six to hit Alwyn. That is a critical hit. Oh, no, we were doing so well. Mm. We still are. Don't <laughs> don't jinx it. <laughs> yeah, don't jinx it. <laughs> Wasn't my me who jinxed it? Who's no. idea I have a this? idea of jinxing. Now, <laughs> <laughs> when that is forty-two points of slashing damage. Okay. Oh, are, you, are you still up? You still up? Uh, yes. Oh, <laughs> that would have killed Della three times over. <laughs> I mean, he's not doing well, but he's up. He's up. 
go. All right, then. End of the bar guest turn. It is Otto von Niederschläger. Otto von Niederschläger will unleash his last crashing wave. All right, okay. So hearing this creature call out to all of you and then douse you in this toxic, um, noxious gas, uh, you summon forth all your, your, your remaining power and you thrust it towards the bar guest. And we will find out what it rolled next week. That's what I live for. Oh, oh, that reaction has just taken three whole years off my life. Oh, feels good. Wait till we get hold of you. It'll take a lot more off. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Oh no, wait now. Oh my goodness. Tales from the Twenty Side is a Fiegel Films production in association with Juicy Fools. Music by Hooksounds.com and editing by Stu Jackson. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Discord by searching Tales from the Twenty Side or by visiting TalesFromTheTwentySide.com.
don't think we're even doing another record tonight, are we? Um, it's up to you guys. I'm I'm good to go. If you don't I feel, feel up to it, we're, kind of, we're, fun, I, we're, we're not leaving that. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> mm. but we we can let the listeners leave. Wait, but yeah. I'm not waiting. <laughs> uh, we need to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Mm. 